You're listening to Run, Are You Win? Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Revive Us Now podcast. I am your host, Steve Gray, and we're going to talk about revival, the need for revival. And we're going to hit things which we do every time we do this, uh, stuff you just don't hear all the time. I I have a history of revival, led revivals, and uh, think about revivals and preach revival all the time. And uh, I want to talk to you about this because we live in a day where most people now are starting a little bit to wake up that if you're spiritual at all, that our world is in transition, our country's in transition. And so you'll start hearing Christians talking about, you know, we, we need a move of God or we need to have God do something. But most of the time, it's like we need to God to do something in our government. We need to do God to do something in our schools or, you know, we're concerned about wars across the seas or whatever. But very seldom do you hear anybody say anything about God needs to do something in our churches. And that's where God always started was with his own people. And there's an assumption that the churches are doing okay and that God's going to rescue us. We're doing okay. He's fine with us. That's the mistake, you you know, that uh, the Jewish people made, the Jewish religious people, let's not say the Jews, made in Jesus' day. And when he came you know, uh, walk, not walking, riding in on that colt and headed to the temple. And, you know, he turned the tables over and did all that stuff on that Palm Sunday, as we call it. And that's because he was showing God's not pleased with what's going on in the temple. And they thought he was. And they had turned it into a den of robbers and making merchandise of the people and and very close to what we're doing today. And yet nobody says anything about it. And nobody said about it in their day. Everybody was hush, hush. Everybody just assumed God was happy with them. And Jesus demonstrated that he was not. And so I picked out a scripture here from Romans 8 that's preached all the time, you know, where people love to preach, we are more than conquerors. You know, they love to preach that uh, through him who loved us. But I I don't know. I I don't see us even being conquerors. Not more than we're not even close to more than conquerors. We're not even conquerors. A move of God is to make us start to be conquerors and move into the more than conquerors. But we're not there. And we don't even think about it. We look into the church left and right and forward and sideways. And we look at all the the people in going to church who are weak and and discouraged and depressed and just uh, pretty much like what you see everybody else, you know, but they come to church because they're looking for friendship and they're looking for help. All right, that's good. But but it's far from being more than conquerors. And so we, we miss what God's up to. You know, we have uh, these great scriptures of I love this one. You might too, where people quote it all the time. And we know that in all things, God's works for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. I like that because a lot of people misquote it and say, you know, uh, I believe good comes out of all things or something like that. Good's going to come out of this. Good always, not necessarily. That's not what this says. This says that in all things, God works for the good. So that means he's everything he's got, he starts working for good for those who love him. The people that don't love him, it's not going to work. And for those who are called according to his purpose. 
And we leave that out completely, right? So you got to love him and you got to get on his purpose. If you're on your purpose, then not all these things are going to work for you. And so there's where we're, we're seeing people hurting, discouraged. And these are church folks and, and people who used to go to church folks used to believe. And their lives are shambles. They're, they're all torn apart. Their lives are torn apart. Their minds are, you know, depressed and their, their emotions are a wreck and they're angry at people and they're blaming everybody and their relationships are torn apart. And, uh, and uh, their, their purpose is not, it's not God anymore. It's not his purpose. Their purpose is their purpose. They are now the purpose of their life, their, themselves. And so they're far from being more than conquerors. They're not even conquerors. They've lost it totally. And so once we begin to go into that, and then you, you go to somebody's church and you start listening and to the sermon and you realize, well, the whole sermon's about these people who their purpose is their purpose. The purpose is them. It's all about their purpose and getting them on their purpose and getting them through the week and through their emotions and let them to know to keep going and everything's about them. And you realize what has happened? We're, we're not even close to being conquerors. We're just trying to get people to keep going. And so we get off of the purpose and pretty soon then you start to, you know, uh, getting churches that raising up all kinds of funny churches that are about our purpose and not his purpose. I hear about churches, you know, and they, they start meeting out on Sunday morning on this. No kidding. Now they'll start meeting out on the ball field, baseball field, soccer field, or softball field or whatever on Sunday mornings. And they meet out there and they play baseball or softball and fellowship together. And that's their church meeting. Because we're, it's about us and our purpose, and we fellowship, and that's what it's about. And they'll do that for a couple of weeks, and then once in a while they'll meet in a home, and they'll you know read scriptures, and they'll pray and do that kind of stuff, like once a month, twice a month. But they they miss the, that. That's not his purpose. See, church was always listen. Church has always been the gathering of people to bless him. It was always to establish who he is. So they got together and they sang hymns, songs, spiritual songs, read the Psalms, worshiped him, established him, declared him, right? And uh, proclaimed him into the sky, into the principalities and powers. Everything was about him to, and, and talked about the history of him, how great he is, and established him. And the families all showed up, and the children heard, this is him, this is how great he is. And then, after that, they went out as the light of the world, more than conquerors. So they would get together on a regular basis, and it was all about him, establishing him, honoring him, glorifying him. That's the Jews did that. And then that led into Christianity who they met on a regular basis to establish him, talk about him, sing about him, worship him. And as they did that, the blessings came down and they became strong and more than conquerors. And here in the same chapter, it says, you know, he who did not spare his own son, won't he graciously give us all things? So they would come together and worship and come together for his purpose. And his purpose of the church was to establish who God is and proclaim into the universe, come together as the people. Everybody here knows who God is. We proclaim, like I said, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, read the psalms, read the word of God, proclaim it through scriptures and all, all those great things. And they would do that. And it wasn't about us. It wasn't even to meet our needs. Now, their needs got met because as they do it, 
then the blessings would come down. It says, wouldn't he graciously give us all things? So great things happened among them. But the purpose of church was to establish who he was, to glorify him, to honor him. Then those things came down, and the people walked out more than conquerors. And then he goes on to say, and who can separate us from the love of God? Well, you know the answer to that. No one can except us. We are the only ones that can separate us from the love of God. But you know what? It, uh, when you think about the love of God, see, the love of God is value. When you talk about love in God's kingdom, it's value. God loves us, value. So if you say, I love you, it means I value you. You are valuable to me. So listen, if it says, who can separate us from the love of God? It says, who can devalue you? Nobody. It says, trouble can't devalue you. Hardship can't devalue you. Persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, sort. Nothing has the power to devalue you when you have the love of God. So why are you allowing all this stuff in life to devalue you? Oh, nobody loves me and I'm a victim and I'm, you know, I've been mistreated. What? Why? Nothing can devalue you when you have the love of God. See what I'm saying? Only you're allowing it to happen. Only you can separate you from the love of God. So what's happening today? Um, so Jesus came to Peter. What did he say? Come on now. I'm going to make you fishers of men. And now we go to church today. And what do we got? Victims of men. Everybody's a victim. Nobody's a fisher. Everybody's a victim. And so and, and so then you, then you realize the Bible talks about preachers and churches and groups that make merchandise of the people. You see, the people are the merchandise. Yeah. See, they keep them in that position. They don't make them more than conquerors. They don't talk to them about what we can become and God will make you all things, bring you all things. And now we need to get off of ourselves and onto his purpose and move us into that place. They leave us and enable us. They're enabling us to stay victims so that they can gather from us and they get the offerings from us. They pay for their buildings off of us. So the people become the merchandise of that. And out of that, then they, they get all that they need out of that merchandise. They're selling their stories. They're selling their sermons. They're selling their teachings uh, and, and getting the money. And the, so the people are the merchandise in the pews and they keep them that way. And so there, then they start having, like I said, churches over here. And then they, they, we're going to go out. We don't even have church. We don't bring the glory of God anymore. Now it's all about our needs. And then we're going to go out and take care of other people's needs. And what happens is it lasts for a little while. And then all of a sudden the conquering leaves. We're not only not conquerors, we're not more than conquerors, we're not conquerors. Now we feel separated from the love of God. Now we feel valueless. Now we're, we, we're, we start raising our own purposes up and all of a sudden people are out on the, you're having church out in the park, only they're not worshiping God in the park, they're having a picnic, you know, and that's church. So we need to get understanding that we need a revival we need a revival of just getting back to what is his purpose and why was church and get back to history. The Jews met and they spent that time establishing who God is. It wasn't about us. It wasn't about us being victims, poor of us. And God would come down and God would supply all that they needed. And God would show his great love to them that nothing could happen. Well, they walked out of there. Nothing can take away the love of God we have. And it valued them and they saw the value of themselves 
And the early church then, Paul said, you do it this way and you will walk out not only a conqueror, you will walk out more than a conqueror. And you can go out and not be a victim of men, but a fisher of men. And that's how it works. And if we get on that, we need a revival of what church really is to cause us to be able to bring down the power and presence of God so we can stand against what's coming to the world and the changes that are coming. The church is not all right. The church needs to become the church of the first century, the church of Acts, and become the people of God that knows how to glorify his name and establish who he is in the earth. That's our gathering. Then we go out and meet the needs. Then we declare who he is. Then we turn back the principalities and powers, and then we establish revival and the kingdom of God in all the earth. Well, I hope that helps you understand just the authority, how this thing works, and what kind of revival we need in the church today. Till next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.